0: You are listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the SDSU Football Podcast. I am your host, Andre Hagverdian, and joined, as always, by my co-host, Paul Garrison. Today, we have a great episode for you guys. Um, Our first two interviews with Class of 2023 commits for San Diego State. Two guys, one from Texas, one from local San Diego, that committed to San Diego State uh, in the past two months and uh, are getting ready to play their senior season in high school and join uh, San Diego State next fall. And so uh, we're excited about them. Uh, had some great interviews with them. I definitely think you'll enjoy it. Let's get to it. Our first special guest is Tyson Berry, running back wide receiver from Chapel Hill High School in Tyler, Texas. Berry committed to San Diego State on May 24th and is eager to joined San Diego State in in the fall of 2023. We want to welcome Tyson Berry to the uh, SDSU Football Podcast. How are you doing today, Tyson?
1: I'm doing very well. It's a beautiful day outside. Can't complain. Everything's going nice and smooth.
0: So you, you're a football player in uh, Chapel Hill High School, uh, and you committed to San Diego State recently. Why San Diego State? Because it's always been a
1: dream to play football, state, and once I got the San Diego State offer, it was a no-brainer. Because it was it's in Cali, and then I always wanted to play football at state just so I can move away from my family and see what doing it on my own would give me. So yeah, that's the reason why I chose San Diego State because it's out of state, and I always wanted to play football at state.
0: Now you committed to state uh, on May twenty fourth, uh, before your official visit, which was two weeks later on June eighth. Why? Why didn't you wait for the official visit? Why was it important to you to commit earlier? The reason why I committed so early because I was
1: uh, I was finding a home and I already done my research. When they offered me, I done my research. It's a good school, so I was just me and my family was just talking. It's a good school, and you want we always he always said, well, Coach Johnson, my uncle, he always we always talked about me playing football out of state. So like I said, when they offered me, we done our research. They use football players as good. Everything else is good. So we. I just told him I wanted to commit early just to get where the feel of it. And I committed and have been rocking ever since.
2: So then you talk about how San Diego State uses football players, um, especially players of your size. But could you just tell us about, you know, you're listed as an athlete. What are you thinking about as far as positions at the next level?
1: Uh, I know what I want to do. I want to uh, – what they offer me as running back, I, I can play both. I can play anything. But I want to – when I go in, I'm going to start out as special teams, punt, punt return and kick return because I'm a, I'm a fast guy. In that Like, I like the balls in my hand. I can make moves. I can go score touchdowns anytime you need me to. So, yeah, that's, they, that's what they utilize their players as, what they need them for. So, that's a, that's a good fit for me where they're going to utilize me with
2: as running back punt kick return and all that type of stuff.
0: Cool man. And then
2: uh, you uh could you just take us through some of your official visit, man? What what are some of the highlights, things that, that you that you uh recall back from a month ago? Okay Jalen
1: it. he's a he's a good player. He's he the one that made my visit wonderful. He yeah. he told me everything that I need to need to get ready for. They gonna we're gonna hit it hard the first week. He told me I'm not gonna like it, but I'm gonna get over it and just he told me just come in working hard and then you'll earn your spot on the team and build the trust with your coaches. There's no one thing he told me to build trust with your coaches because trust can take you a, a long way. Like if the coaches don't trust you to get in the game, like if the coach tell you to go over these plays and you don't know them, how can the coach trust you? That's what he was telling me. So, and then another highlight is when we uh, we was all hanging out, we went to the basketball gym. I kind of got the I got the inside of what the basketball gym looked like. So it's, it was pretty cool, like all around. The food was great. The uh, everything else was good too.
0: When um, so Jalen Armstead, how is it? How is the process like when they link up your host? Is it something do they usually try to match up position wise? Is there anything specific he told you about just San Diego in general uh, that you took took from him? He uh,
1: just told me just stay away from the girls for your first year of year. He told me don't get trapped in none of that stuff. And yeah, things like that. He's just telling me just keep my head on straight and make sure I make it to workouts on time. Or you have to see coach at 5 a.m. and you don't want to see coach at 5 a.m.
0: <laughs> uh, what about uh, how, did you get a good look in the coach hall and the strength training program? Because that's a really big. Um, emphasis that San Diego State puts on incoming freshmen. Uh, did you get a chance to talk to him? Oh, well, Coach Hall, he mean business. When he was telling, when we was going over our visit, we went into the weight room. He
1: said, this is a place where, where kids are made to be men. So don't come in here playing around. It's not a play area. The play area is outside of school. When we come in here, it means straight business and work. And that's what I like about Coach Hall. He means straight business. He don't play around in the weight room. He wants you to get better every single day. Yeah, so... That's that's another reason why I chose San Diego State because the, the coaches there they're, uh, they like they mean business like they want to win and I want to put myself around a program that wants to win every that wants to win that wants to, win, that wants to compete with everything they do.
0: Did uh, during your visit you said you know you got some food? Where, where were some of the spots you went to? And uh, did Coach Hoke uh, pick those spots? I, I don't know
1: who picked the spots, but I. Honestly, don't remember. I remember one spot, it was it was Michael Jordan uh store. I think it was called Air 23 or something like that. It was tw- it had a 23 on the side of it. That's all I know. But the food was there, it was good. But you know, I'm from Texas, so I have to get used to the food kind of. It's not this <laughs> I just can't eat water burger every day down there. So I mean uh, but with me, I eat anything. I'm not picky. So the food was pretty good down there.
2: Right on. Um, so you're gonna have some teammates trying to convince you that In and Out's better than Whataburger. Just watch out for that. Just watch out. <laughs> I, uh,
1: the In and Out. In and Out is good too. I, I like. I loved In and Out when they gave it to us. Like
2: I can. Yeah, In and Out. Yeah, that's a no-brainer too. Um, so you've committed, man. There's there's been a number of other players who've also committed. Uh, I think you were maybe third or fourth, and then there's you know been subsequent ones to that. Are, are you in the process with bonding with any of them, and and what's that been like for you?
1: Um, we, uh, the three that was on a visit with me, Jalen, not Jalen, Caleb. I think his name was Javance and, uh, Brian and Rock. We all, we all we I mean, Caleb's from Texas. So we just, we talk every day and me and, me and Brian, I mean, yeah, me and, me and Brian, we talk every day too. And Brock, we don't know where he want to choose yet, but hopefully it's San Diego state. <laughs> and Javance, the quarterback, yeah, is is, yeah, we are, we are cool. We are cool. We are friends. We, we just want to bring the wins back to San Diego
2: state. You were talking about maybe helping out, you know, putting some pressure on the person that you went and visited with, you know, they come through, but don't you have um, some teammates who San Diego state is interested in as well? What, what, what is that process like just being able to kind of subtly encourage them that you be playing together maybe on the next level?
1: Oh, it's it's good. We uh, San Diego State offer uh, Ricky Stewart. It's one of my closest friends. He's a running back. He's running back just like me. So we talk every day. And but he's a he's a uh, he's going to be a sophomore next year. So he he has to wait a couple more years until he come up until he, until he chooses where he want to go. But hopefully he chooses San Diego State. I think he'll choose San Diego State because we talk about it almost every day in workouts. He be like, "Man, I really want to go. I really want to go to San Diego State." But like, it's no-brainer what you waiting on. Just go, ahead and,
2: <laughs> just go ahead
1: and choose it. It's pretty cool out there, smooth, everything.
2: All right, so if the coaching staff is hearing this, I think uh, if Ricky ever takes his official visit, I think we uh, found the person who's, who should be his host.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. But, uh, yeah, he and he's a, ooh, he's a stud. He can ball. He he's, he's, he was a bit, big part of us making that big old run in the playoffs of losing in the fifth round. He was, a, he was a big run. He was a big help.
0: I'm curious, before your official visit to have you ever been to San Diego before? Oh no, sir. That was my first time.
1: That was my first time being in Cali, period. Oh wow. Like, yeah, so it was like my first time being out there is going so smooth. How can I not choose San Diego State? It's like it's real nice out there. It's real nice out there. It's smooth,
0: slow. It's better than Tyler. Though. I know that. <laughs> So you're heading into your senior season coming up. Uh, so what are you focused on this summer? Um, just trying to improve your running back skills, as you get yourself prepared for the next level. This summer, I'm
1: more focused on my explosiveness because if I can get out the backfield before the linebackers can get up to the line of experience, that would be good for anybody because once you get past that second level, it's just an open field, what you're going to do with the ball in your hand. With me, I'm just gonna make one move and go. I don't like dancing too much. Just make one move and go and just go see green and just go score the ball.
0: Now your high school is very highly ranked preseason. Um, I think I saw somewhere they were ranked third in their divi- in the in the region. Uh, how does that motivate you and your teammates to you know prepare yourself and make another run uh next year?
1: It motivates us well because we uh we got robbed last year. We're being picked, but numbers it really doesn't mean nothing. You got, to, you still have to go out there and play the football game. You still have to line across up across your opponent and go head to head with them for four quarters. But uh, in some workouts, we used to emphasize four quarters every day. We we get an edge. That's what that's what our workouts call an edge. Have an edge because when we are in the game, it's nonstop. We don't slow. We don't slow down. We get one play call, then we hurry up into the line and get the next play call. And run the play. So and yeah, we've been doing good in some of the workouts. We've been pushing ourselves. We've been having something in our mind just to beat Kilgore because we we beat him last year, but it was a little shaky. So I just want to go in and beat him with no braining and then just claim out this championship this year. So you're
2: talking about Kilgore. If, correct me if I'm wrong, they they actually won year as division, right? And then you guys yeah. beat him in
1: the playoffs. Yeah, so they won. They uh, they were district champions, and yeah, we uh beat them in the fourth round. It was, it was the third round. It was the third round.
2: Um, your coach, when I asked him about that, he he said that it just showed that the work that you all started at at the beginning, um, just that it paid off. Um, but but he described you as a Tyreek Hill, Marshall Falk type player. Was real. What, what's, what's, your, what's your response to having that kind of praise uh, from your high school coach?
1: I mean, it feels good to have that praise, but you always gotta remain humble because God gave you a talent and he can take it away at any time. So I mean it feels good knowing that you knowing your coach trusts you to put the balls in it, the ball in your hands and knowing that you're gonna go get a first down or a touchdown with it is is pretty amazing. I have, to, like you said, I have to live up to hype every day. So I'm just bringing it every day.
2: No doubt. We're adding to the hype by bringing that up right now. Um, <laughs> so uh, the SDSU coaches, man, what, what is it that they're talking to you about? Just just saying this is what you could focus on to help yourself uh, at the next level.
1: They're Coach Coop and Coach Horton, just telling me stay ready, stay in shape, because you don't want to be out of shape when you first go into college because it's going to be hard getting back into shape. And then they're not gonna want to put you in a rotation if you're out of shape and so stuff like that. They just keep they keep in touch with me, telling me keep working hard in workouts, keep going, don't give up, don't have no lazy reps, none of that. So they they've been pushing me every single day. They they'll shoot me a text every day one now and then to see what I'm doing and stuff, trying to see if I'm staying out of trouble and everything.
2: Well, uh, coaches, if you're listening, uh, he is uh, decked out in his San Diego State swag, looking good here with his hat and his shirt and all that kind of stuff. So he's repping. But you mentioned on your visit that you got to see inside of the SDSU basketball facility. You can play basketball, too, man. Uh 14 points, eight assists, four steals per game. All East Texas defensive player of the year. I mean why why football did you get any looks from any colleges um asking you to play basketball i mean what would tell me about basketball and your love there
1: basketball it always been my second favorite sport you know football always my first i just i just play basketball to stay in shape because like some people that don't play basketball get out of the shape real bad i'm really not i'm i'm short but I, my like I, my main focus is defense. Defense, defense! Don't let my man score on me. And then, of course, my other teammates—they push me every day in basketball. practice. they try to challenge me to be my best. So I just thank them and Coach Johnson for pushing me and stuff like that. Giving the defensive uh, defensive player of the year was big for me because I've been working my butt off. I've been that's 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 the one thing I always wanted in life is to be defensive player of the year. Just to show them no matter how how, how just to show them how tall you are, it doesn't matter like, height wise, it doesn't matter. As long as you got a heart and go out there and play, you can compete with anybody at any level.
0: Yeah, you're not just helping, you're not just keeping the def- your offensive player from scoring. You're taking the ball away. Four steals a game is uh, is no joke, man. Yeah, just yeah, because Johnson,
1: he always used to tell me defense, defense is the number one thing. Defense. Offense, offense is going to come later. So I just focus on defense, and I love stealing the ball from people and going to score and put my uh, teammates in the right positions to score too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm, obviously you know, but San Diego State has a pretty good uh, basketball program as well, and the stadium gets uh, pretty rocking. So I'm sure you'll enjoy going to some games, you know, while you're on campus.
1: Oh, most definitely, I will. I will be going to some San Diego basketball games. Might, might just. Probably try out for the team, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. There you go. Two sports, two sports star. You heard <laughs> it first. Um, the the big the big buzz around college football uh, in the last you know week has been about you know conference realignment, right? Is that something you pay attention to? I mean, I know you still have one more year in high school, so you're you know you're you're not coming to college right away. Is that something you pay attention to or Think about right now. No, sir. Like
1: Pac-12 team, that doesn't matter. As long as you can get out there and ball and play, you will, like people will find you. If you put on, people will find you. So, like, if you're going to Texas, Alabama, that stuff doesn't matter. It really doesn't. It's just, as long as you get out there and play your ball and win, people will find you because they want to. They want somebody from a winning team. So that that all that stuff that's just hype. All wow, that that doesn't matter to me. I'm just, I get it out the mud. Where I come from, I got to get it from the bottom. So, like I said, that stuff, it doesn't matter to me. I'm going to get
0: out there and ball no matter what. Absolutely. Uh, Aspect fans are definitely going to love that answer. Earlier this year, you helped us, uh, particularly, Paul, learn about the inroads, SDSU's inroads into Texas, right? Why do you think so many Texans want to come play at San Diego State?
1: because like i said it's in cali and they probably never been to cali so they probably thinking the same thing oh it's this san diego stay there in cali so i want to move out there enjoy the good life and play football for my family type stuff like that so yeah like i said it's, it's cali you can't beat cali you can't can nobody you like you can't you can't beat cali at all I
2: remember when i asked you about um For the first article, I was asking you about the culture of San Diego State and the culture of Texas football, and you said they're kind of the same, tough nose, physical. Um, Could you just talk a little bit about the culture that you see at San Diego State and how you're already familiar with it with what you guys do out there?
1: Yeah, the culture, like, I like how the team was bonding when we was up there. Just, Just like, man, my friends back at home, we bond a bunch. Like, we all we got, so we bond a bunch. And so yeah, they're like the culture is up there the same down here. So I like it's a fit for me, it's a perfect role for me. I can go up here and bun. Cause they play 2K, I play 2K, they play man, they play football. So it's it's a no-brainer. I go up there and compete, play with them, even sometimes even bet on the games and stuff with some money. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: so, was yeah. great, man. So that was our last football-related questions, but it's just a way to. Let Aztec fans get to know you a little bit. Um, we have some just some rapid fire questions. You ready for them? Yes, sir. All right. What's your favorite food? Uh, Waterbird. Oh, OK. So I'm sorry. The low blow with the in and out stuff, man. You, were, you handled that very graciously. Um, what's your favorite movie or TV show?
1: My favorite movie. Uh, I really don't have a favorite movie. I watch anything like scary movies, all this stuff. And I don't I don't have a favorite TV show either. Well, Spongebob. I will put it like this. Spongebob, is my favorite TV show.
2: Is, um, that, is that all time or even recently? It's all time. All time. All time.
1: ahead. time. I want to go straight to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice, um, okay. So when people go to get a Whataburger, what should they get? Because I they think from get- people from Cali, they go out there, they want to try. People say they're comparable. And then they're, you know, if you don't know what you're ordering, I think sometimes that might put it at a disadvantage. So
1: they should get the patty milk with no bacon. Um, patty milk add bacon with no onions.
2: There it is. There's your order.
1: Uh what about your favorite musical artist or group? Oh NBA Youngboy, no brainer, Lil Double O. Uh,
2: what 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 is it? What what's particularly uh, you
1: like about them? They rap. They uh because NBA Youngboy, he he grew up hard, and I can like relate to him growing up hard because I grew up hard too. So in Lil Double O, he done the same, man. So I can relate to them. And I feel like when they make music, they talk about how hard they grew up. So for like for instance. Hey, NBA YoungBoy have a song called "Proud of Myself," mm. and if y'all knew, I used this song when I made my uh my video, my uh my uh video. I put "Proud of Myself" because I'm proud of myself. I came, I grew up hard, for real. I like I came from one bedroom with three, three siblings sleeping in the same room. Mm. Yeah, we grew up, I grew up hard, so that's that's why I relate to Youngboy so much. That's why I, yeah.
2: Wow. So, who, who's your favorite professional athlete? Tyreek Hill. Okay, so the comparisons then, your coach is like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, what is it about, about Tyreek Hill's game that, that you like,
1: that you appreciate? He's a dog. Like, he's going to go out there and compete no matter what. How, how, he don't, you don't care who he is. He's going to get out there and compete. That's just like me. I don't care who you are. You can have five stars. You can be committed to Alabama. You got to show me why you have five stars. You got to show me why Alabama wants you so much. You have to show me. And I'm going to
2: show you what they're missing out on. Okay. Uh, so outside of, I think you mentioned 2K, Madden, and then playing football, of course. But other other hobbies, other things that keep you busy?
1: Oh, yeah, I run track. You know, track, that keeps me busy. And then I sometimes I go up there. My sister, she has a little baby boy. Oh. So, so my nephew, so on my off, off days, I'm not working out. I go up there and watch my nephew for my sister while she at work and stuff.
2: That's incredible. How, how old How your nephew? Uh, he he's seven months. Oh, congrats, man! That's huge. He turned he turned seven months today. Oh, today! All right. Mm-hmm. Um, you met, you mentioned track. Uh, what 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 events do you participate in? Uh, I run hundred and open hundred, open two hundred, and a four by one. Okay. What What is your personal best in the one hundred? Uh 10, 7. Jeez. Uh and are you um when you're thinking about SDSU, I know you had mentioned in, in some of the stuff we did prior to the actual interview, um, just the academics at San Diego State, huge, great academic school. Are there any majors or areas of study that you're thinking about um pursuing when you become an Aztec?
1: I wanna uh, I want to become a coach so, of kinesiologies, I want to study that right there. I'm going to study that hard because my uncle is a coach and I grew up watching him coach ever since I was little and that inspired me to be the coach. And I want and I love helping little kids, so mm. it also inspired me to be a coach to help little kids too. That's great.
0: Tyson, thank you so much for uh, taking the time uh, out of your day to, to chat with us. Uh, we definitely are excited about getting you know, out on the field, uh, but we'll have to wait another year, right? you got one more senior year. We'll follow you and see how you do there. And then we'll look forward to seeing you on the field next fall. Yes, all right, thank you. Thank you so much, have a good one. Our next special guest is Marcus Ratcliffe, safety from Cathedral Catholic High School in San Diego. He's a local kid hoping to become a hometown hero when he comes onto campus in fall 2023. We want to welcome Marcus to the SDSC football podcast. How are you doing today?
3: Good, good. Smooth day. How are you guys?
0: We're doing right, great, dude. too. Right. Thanks for asking. So you're you're a three-star uh, defensive back recruit for the class of 2023. Uh, number one safety in San Diego. Can you just take us through your recruitment process over the last year or two when you began talking to schools?
3: Yeah, no problem. Uh, beginning of sophomore year, we really didn't have a season. And um, I kind of picked up a little bit of interest from, like, Mountain West and uh, Pac-12 schools, mostly uh, mostly West Coast. And uh, the, after, like, three games of varsity on uh, my sophomore year, San Diego State was the first to pull the trigger. And obviously that was really, like, big for me. That was huge, like, my first offer as a sophomore. And it meant a lot to me. And then, uh, like, after that, like, things, like, picked up, like, interest-wise. Like, I was getting, like, bigger interest from, like, big Pac-12 schools, big – big 10, big 12, um, some other big schools showing a little bit of interest. And then, uh, junior year, like midway through the season, I picked up like Arizona, I think. And then, uh, after Arizona, it was like Colorado state after they watched me in practice, Cal, Utah state, who else was it? Colorado, uh, BYU. Those were all like wrapped right in my junior season. And then like air force was like the most recent one, I think. And, um, Yes, yeah, so that's been really been my recruitment so far. I've been talking to a decent amount of coaches uh, all throughout junior year, but um, SSU has like been the most solid one, and that's like the best option for me.
0: Yeah, so May first, uh, you committed to San Diego State over all those other, you know, schools that you mentioned. A lot of Power Five. So u- ultimately, why was it the best option for you?
3: It just fit me. Like I thought, it like genuinely, like genuinely fit me. Um, the defense they run three, three, five, that's like a big safety defense. Um, three safeties, one, like the Aztec and the two warriors, uh, coach Hope said he can see me at any three of them or all three of them. Uh, I could grow into the Aztec or I could like stay and like play the warrior. Uh, that just fit me. I really liked that. That was better than some of the other offers I had that weren't really like safety predominant. And, um, I think I could really excel in that defense. SDSU is, like, also the hometown team, and that's, like, a big for me. I mean, I really love San Diego. I love California. I love where I stay at. I don't, like, have, like, the urge to leave. Um, and it's, like, a winning school, too. It's, like, top 25. We've been winning, like, have winning seasons consistently. Um, and they're putting out DBs, too. We're doing really good at putting out safeties. And so these are all things that, I, like, I considered and thought, like, this is, like, the best choice for me. Like, why not lock it in, like, now?
2: That's a great response. I think you made the right decision. That sounds like that sounds great. Um, <laughs> you sold me. Um, but you know, what, was it your 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 plan um, to to commit early in advance of your senior year, or did it just kind of happen that way?
3: Not really. No, I I didn't really have. I kind of wanted to commit like late summer, like maybe like around this time, or like early junior year, or maybe even after my junior year, or not sorry, uh, senior year, like early senior or after my senior. Year. But um, SDSU just, like, fit everything. I took a visit. Um, I took a visit with uh, Victory Johnson, and that was just, like, amazing. And, like, I just, like, learned so much from Coach Hoke. He, like, explained things to me. Like, and I just, like, I saw myself there. Like, the mi- mindset they had was, like, the mindset I have, and I thought it fit me so well. And so I took another visit. I came back, talked to Coach Summerler a lot, who was the original person that offered me. And that same day, I just knew, like, this is like really what I wanted to do. I talked to my family about it and I thought like if it fits me now, why not just lock it in now um, why wait if it's the perfect option for me now?
2: No doubt. So there's obviously been a lot of talk for years about you know how SDSU can keep like hometown, the local the highly rated um, high school recruits like yourself how to keep them in town, right? Even, you know, when, when like you being offered by power five schools, et cetera. Um, last year, the Aztecs had three local kids earn all American honors. Your teammate last year, Lucky Sudden, was a four-star recruit. He chose San Diego state. How much did last year and the, the uptick in local recruiting play into your decision and how attractive is being a hometown hero to you?
3: Uh, that's really attractive for me from seeing like what they can do with like those hometown heroes and like how they like develop them and produce them into like succeeding like later after high school. Uh, that's like huge for me. That's like what I look for. And if I know that I can be that, that like makes me just like 100% more like committed to my decision. Uh, Seeing lucky, like be the hometown hero, like that's like from Cathedral, like same type of mindset like that, like really like one like, that brings me to SDSU.
0: Now, since your commitment two other highly rated San Diego uh, kids have committed in your class, uh, Chris Fuel from Lincoln, uh, Misa Sandoval from St. Augustine. How well do you know those two? Have you talked to them about, you know, all becoming hometown heroes together and and making that decision? Uh,
3: Chris Fuel, we've been uh, friends like just kind of like social media friends for a while. Um, But I knew uh, Coach Maddox was big on him since like a couple months ago before he committed. And so I, I was like going like back and forth on him. We've had like a big conversations about uh, like recruitment stuff like that. And um, I've known for a while that like SDSU is like a really top choice for him. And so I was like texting him like two to three times a week, just like catching up with them and just like telling them like, yeah, like I, I think it's the best choice for me. And I think, told him like why it was for me and I think why it would be for him. And so um, we developed like a good relationship like off of that. And then he told me, like, I think like a couple of days before he actually committed that, like, he was going to actually lock it in because SDSU was his number one for a while, and then he wanted to lock it in. And then uh the <coughs> lineman from Saints, uh, Misael, I, I think I went to middle school with him, and so that's how I knew him for a while. And then he went to Saints, which is our rival, so I also knew him from that. And then, yeah, I've never really, like, talked to him, though, or, like, had conversations, but I knew him from uh, middle school. So that was
0: cool. So you mentioned, obviously, uh, Cathedral Catholic uh, D1 state champions last year in your junior year. Uh, How was that journey and ultimately uh, leading to a championship? Uh,
3: The journey was crazy. It was just so many like emotions, so many like things learned, Um, like bonding with a group of uh, like young men like that was like just crazy for me. And like so many learning experiences and just like it really helped me put like the stuff I learned there into being a leader this year, trying to accomplish the same thing, it uh, really helped. And I've learned some like really valuable things on like what's good and like what helps and like what's not good and like what seems good it really doesn't help. And so um, being a state champion is like something really good. I like to wear. And um, I'm, that's like one of the biggest things I'm like proud of ever.
2: Now you've already mentioned um, that you're coming in and excited about uh, being a safety in a three, three, five, but you also played corner um, in high school. Where does like that man-to-man skills um, how crucial is that? And your experience at playing cornerback to uh, your success as a safety.
3: I'd say it's pretty, um, pretty valuable. The coach, our coach Montari, our defensive corner at Cathedral can really put me anywhere in like the defensive secondary, Um, like free, strong, like nickel corner, like man-to-man play like man-to-man in the slot versus this guy on the outside really anywhere. And that just like helps me be a like all around like defensive back, like not just a limited to like a zone, like free safety type thing. I can just like really play anywhere in the defensive backfield. And so I think that's really valuable for me as a player and um, for SDSU too, knowing like how they use their safeties, like me being so versatile, I think that would really help going into
2: SDSU. Uh, one thing that stood out about your film was how quick you are to close on receivers Um, when when the ball is in the air, playing kind of that free safety kind of role. Um, you have great length, six three to get your hands on a lot of balls. Um, do you consider that one of your strengths?
3: Yeah, I'd consider my length one of my strengths. Um, it's really good having the like length advantage on someone, uh being able to like grab them and they can't grab me, um, being able to play balls easier. Um, I'd I'd say that's really good strength. I have more space. I can like cover ground quicker. I'd say that's one of my bigger strengths.
0: So you're, you're heading into your senior season. What are there, is there one or two areas you're looking to improve on um, in that last season before you head to um, San Diego state? That's a good question.
3: Yeah. I've been really trying to focus on like just like playing smarter and playing like, like reacting quicker, like knowing like, this is my coverage. If he, if like the number two receiver does this, like, then I do that. Like, just, like, those split decisions that matter so much in football, I've really been trying to, like, focus on those and, like, putting my body in the best position to make a play and not, like, just, like, kind of guarding free space or, like, just, like, off, like, not really doing anything when like, being, like, really, like, zoned in on, like, this is my coverage, if he does this and I'm doing that and just those, like, quick decisions that matter, like, in a game and on that, um I've also been trying to work on, like, my quickness and, like, my downhill, like, like, to the ball, like, breaking on the ball, um, getting to the running back, because for cathedral's defense, that's, like, a really big role I play is, like, feeling, like, run gaps and, like, being able to, like, fill the screen and feel stuff like that. And so um, that's something I'd really love to see, like, just take, like, a whole new step.
0: Now just locally there's been a lot of buzz about high school uh, San Diego high school teams James Madison won the SDSU passing camp recently Uh, modern day in Chula Vista you know there's Carlsbad Lincoln but Cathedral has long been the standard Uh, with some of the losses on the roster you know we talked about Lucky Sutton obviously Uh, are the Dons still the team to beat in San Diego open division?
3: Yeah I think we'll always be the standard and like that's just how we kind of carry ourselves. We're going to act like state champions. It's like, we're going to be the standard. We're always going to make sure we hold this standard of a state champion. Even if it's like morning workouts, like seven seven, like the little stuff, like we're always going to hold the same standard no matter what it is. And um, that's how our mentality is. We're coming out knowing the standard we put in throughout the whole off season. We're going to come into the season knowing we are state champions. This is our standard. Our standard is a state champion.
2: Now, Andre was mentioning that buzz. Uh, that buzz is going to get to go away really quick because you guys got modern day right at the beginning. Um, how, how exciting is is that opportunity to have that opening game?
3: That's really exciting. i played a, a lot of, like, youth football with, like, almost everyone on that team. i like, practiced my youth football, my whole, like, all before high school on that field because we're playing them down there. Um, that's really exciting for me. And, like, as a team, it's really exciting because we haven't played modern day in, like, I think it's our first matchup like ever, so um, it's like really exciting. And we actually play them tomorrow in a seven on seven like scrimmage. But um, I mean, obviously none of that stuff like really matters. We're we're a football team, not a seven on seven team. So, but it's it's really fun. Like we're really excited as a team, and we know what we can do.
2: So there's a new stadium open up this fall for uh, SDSU, a uh, city of San Diego in general. As a local kid, how many times have you envisioned, you know, running out of that tunnel for your first game in front of your family and friends? I've
3: envisioned it a lot. Um, I took I took a visit with like Lucky uh, Rambo, uh, like my sophomore year at SDSU, and like I really got to see like the plans for the stadium, and I thought it was like one of the coolest stadiums like I've seen. Like, especially knowing that's in like my hometown, where like family, friends, and like people I know are coming out to support me, that's like something huge for me. Um, that's like something I'm really looking forward to, and I think will be huge for SASU. You,
0: you have your 3.8 GPA uh, listed on your Twitter uh, profile header. Why was it important for you to highlight that along with all of your athletic achievements?
3: Uh, I feel like I'm not just an athlete, but I'm also a student, and that I'm gonna like pursue uh, academics and pursue being like a better human, and like that's not just like football or die for me. Obviously, football is my main focus, and football is like what I want to do. Football makes me happy, but I'm also a student, and I'm also like just more than a football player.
0: Yeah, you, you know, you're you also do track and field, right? So, yeah. how, how what events are do you participate in, and and how is that journey? How did you enjoy that part of the journey?
3: Track and field's been really good to me. My sophomore year, it was more like uh serious than it was this past junior year because. I had some like hamstring issues and I just like really couldn't like run it or it would like mess up or like, like tear. Uh, But it's been really good. I did the long jump, triple jump and the four by one a lot or four by two. And um, it's been really good to me. Track is like something big to me and it's like really fun. I've always found track fun. It's like something I think every like, football skill position player should do.
2: You uh, just mentioned Lucky and Rambo. For everybody listening, could you give us a scouting report on uh, what they bring to the football field as they're entering in their freshman year? I mean,
3: Lucky is just, like, that guy. Like, he's just always been that guy, especially at Cathedral. He's, like, going to come around and just, like, do him. He's, like, bouncing off tackles. He's outrunning you. He's trucking you. Like, he's just doing all that. Like, for me, especially, going against him, like, in practice was always, like, making me better and, like, and then going against like not a lucky on Fridays was like just so helpful for me. I mean, you can expect everything from Lucky. He's gonna work hard. He's not like the type to boast or like he's kinda quiet. He's like a quiet leader and but he's gonna like get the job done. Uh Rambo, some of the same thing. Rambo, he's huge, um, has a great size in him. And from what I've seen when I watched the offense, he's just like dominating people. He's just throwing people around, like on top of them. He's just like straight up dominating like people and making them look like kids
2: really. So, uh, has, uh, lucky ever trucked you in practice? No, no, (laughs) never. That was great, man. Those are our football related questions. Got some rapid fire questions about you as a person, Let ask Nation know a little bit about you. You ready? Yeah. All All right. right, What's your favorite food? Ooh, pasta, pasta for sure. And what, what kind of pasta are you getting? I
3: like, uh, it's hard. Like probably actually like fettuccine Alfredo. I really like that. That's like probably the like, top. Number.
2: Right on. You got, a, you got a spot or does somebody
3: uh, that, you know, make it my mom, honestly, my mom can make a really good fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, so would love to hear that.
2: Uh, yeah. What's your uh, favorite movie or TV show?
3: Movie. I'd probably say. Uh, I really like fight club growing up. That's like really like odd, but I don't know. I just like really like fight club growing up.
2: Have you read the Great book? Great movie.
3: Great movie. Uh, no, I've never, read, I've never got to read the book, but I, the movie was really interesting to me, and it was like I never really got it until I, like, I got older.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the, the the you're the second person who's mentioned this who who, who has a Fight Club uh, fun. The book is short, it's good, um, yeah. but the movie's better. So you're not missing anything. How about your favorite musical artist or group?
3: Oh, that's I like uh, Forty Two Doug. He's like a rapper from Detroit. I really like him. He like hypes me up for sure football games
2: right on right on uh for favorite professional athlete uh probably cam noon i like i've always
3: liked cam noon
2: what what you've heard that one before we have yeah what what is it about cam I think uh jordan bird right yeah jordan yeah. bird what uh what is it about cam that you appreciate
3: i just like his personality I he's just like himself and like he just kind of like does himself and he's not like really like any other athletes
2: I, I think that's a great description. Absolutely. Well, what is your uh, favorite hobby outside of playing football?
3: Just like hanging out with my friends or my girlfriends, like doing cool activities going out to dinner, uh, just like spending personal time with like people I love. This is a really cool hobby for me.
2: That's awesome, man. And you were mentioning that you uh, 3.8 GPA that you consider yourself, you know, a student, a scholar in addition to an athlete. Um, so have you, have, do you have any ideas of like what your major is going to be at San Diego State?
3: Uh, I've still been like, kind of like iffy on that, but I really like the engineering type, uh, majors, but also like stuff in, like psychology and sociology, but I don't know. I haven't like really like focused in on like one specific major yet. I still have a lot to like research and talk about with like counselors and stuff. That's right.
2: Yeah. Big decision. Right on, man. That was great. Great
3: interview, man. Thank you so much. Dan, i'm from thank you guys i appreciate it
0: thank you have a good one you too paul um had a chance to catch up with our first two class of 2023 commits both great young men you know one from texas one from local san diego what were your main takeaways from them
2: well the 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 pressure's on man if you're going to come on to uh an SDSU podcast, man, you, you, you gotta feel pretty solid about their commitments, right? Um, Yeah. I I think as we've talked about a whole bunch, but just San Diego state's ability to continue to find very like-minded people. Um, They're very similar in their responses to, you know, from, from the seniors that we've talked to, to um, you know, the players who have graduated, you see a lot of the same types of responses, some of the same kind of values. And and they mentioned it, right? They said, oh, when I went to San Diego State, they were about the same thing that I was about. And so I I think that that was was the first thing that jumped out to me. What about you?
0: Well, I, I thought they're very similar in approach and obviously style and the culture and all that stuff. But one way they're very different is leaving home and not leaving home. Right. Um, Tyson said he, he growing up, his whole plan was to leave the state for college football. He wanted to get out of Texas. I mean, in Texas is no slouch when it comes to football high school, obviously college, and him saying that it was his dream to go out of Texas for, for college. And then, and then how Cali, you know, was the place to be. He had never stepped foot in the state of California. And he was talking about how he wanted to go to Cali for college. how cali is a place to be and then you have marcus who's from san diego who didn't not only did not want to leave the state he didn't want to leave the city and he he thought that was the best option for him so two different um mindsets but they're both going to end up at the same place and they're both going to thrive just like we expect yeah and i think both of
2: them talked about um at different times and I think maybe with Tyson was before we pushed record, but just about how their families helped them to make these decisions and how their families were instrumental in, in being able to do that. And I think that sometimes when fans, the media, we talk about recruiting, we kind of try to paint like one picture of somebody. Mm-hmm. And and the reality is these are all different people and they have different needs. I thought it was pretty exciting and interesting that San Diego State is um, recruiting Tyson as a running back, um, even though he plays more of that slot, but I think you're seeing that they really like maybe some, a lot of the two back stuff that they're doing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how the carries are split for him in their senior year, given the fact that he also talked about how San Diego state is recruiting, Um, another running back on their team who, who was, you know, instrumental in their state run last year. So I think that'll be really interesting to see. And then, you know, I think that this, this is, this is one of the most exciting years, I think for high school football in San Diego. I mean, there's been a lot of years where, you know, no one was really going to push cathedral and um, or, you know, a team here, a team there could possibly, but there's a lot of teams who could be really good this year and they're playing each other. And I think it's going to make, you know, just a really exciting year um, in addition to everything that's going on in the collegiate ranks.
0: Yeah, two more quick things. You know, I I think as we've talked about the class of 2022, safeties that San Diego State brought in, in addition to the guys that have been in the NFL recently and the guy and obviously with Marcus. I mean, San Diego State's been known as RBU, right, with uh, Ronnie Hillman with Adam Muema with uh, DJ Pumphrey, with Penny now Greg Bell I, I mean I wonder if this the, this next you know shift is going to be on you know safety you with the amount of talent that they're bringing in and sending to the next level you know and I think that that's an exciting position moving forward and it has been but even more so with the guys coming in and then just uh, the 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 comments from Tyson when he was talking about Jalen Armstead, you know, words of wisdom. And it was, what do you say? Stay away from the girls, your freshman year. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, (laughs) Great advice. Great advice. 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 Um, But it was, it was still funny (laughs) uh, hearing him relay that, that, that words of wisdom from Jalen Armstead. Yeah.
2: I I thought it was, I thought it was two really, really good interviews um, that I hope uh, everybody enjoyed being able to hear. Uh, But of course, We couldn't leave without talking about the big topic that's happening around college football conference realignment. We've had the opportunity to have a couple of days, the 4th of July weekend to kind of, you know, sit back with the rumors and all that kind of stuff. So from all of the stuff that you've been paying attention to, what, what is your immediate take on conference realignment?
0: Well, we've seen evident evidently that everyone has an opinion. And I, I hate to say it this way, but it's there's still too many questions to be answered before we can necessarily say, where does San Diego State fit in? Where should they go? Obviously, the immediate answer is the Pac-12 has an opening, not just in teams, but in Southern California. And San Diego State is a perfect plug-in. And in theory, that's probably true. But there's so many things up in the air right now. So many, you know, potentially six Pac-12 teams talking to the Big 12 today and potentially the merger with some other conferences and and the Big 10 maybe adding more teams, even from the Pac-12. So there's just so many possibilities right now. It's, It's hard to say this is what San Diego State should do. And that is the best option because there's so many, so many cooks in the kitchen right now. San Diego State needs to be one of them. I think this, this, what they need to do is not sit back and wait. They need to be talking to all these conferences, having their contingency plans, and saying, if this happens, this is what we're going to do. If this happens, this is what we're going to do. The worst thing they could do right now is sit back and wait because they're going to get stuck holding the bag at the end and not being where they want. So that's my you know my take that I've had kind of over the last few days as I've been kind of seeing, you know, all the news outlets reporting what they're reporting. I I agree. I, I do think that
2: uh been told that JD Wicker has been uh, busy. So I, I definitely think that that those pitches and things like that, that you're that you're referring to are happening. And you know there's obviously been reports of, of that as well. And I agree with you. I mean I think there are a lot of unknowns and I think it's always funny too the um what's the right thing? Everybody looking for more information from the people who had no idea that USC and UCLA were leaving. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like, you know what I mean? you know, right. So I think that's part of it. Um, you know, I, I, think that there's, there's a lot of different conversations about this. And obviously if the big 10 decides that they want more teams and they're going to bring in, you know, Oregon and Washington or um, you know, Stanford's been rumor, those have been kind of the three schools that have been talked about, you know, then I think you're gonna, they're gonna go, and then I think you go and you say, okay, now what now? Um, the the interesting part I think about all of this is, you know, there's all this talk about the Big Twelve and the stability that that conference offers, and the only reason that it's stable is because nobody else wants their teams. I mean, yeah. honestly, like if you go through the Big Twelve. I mean, you know, they have top to bottom, some better depth than the Mountain West, but they don't blow the Mountain West away. I mean, you go there and you say Oklahoma State. Okay, yeah. Oklahoma State's been good occasionally. Texas Tech has been good occasionally. But you're going to go through there and you're going to say, like, BYU? Yeah, San Diego State's right there with them. Houston? Yeah, San Diego State's right there with them. And whoever their top teams are, you look at the top teams of the Mountain West and you don't go and say, like, oh, my gosh, they're so much better like you would with an Ohio State, like you would with USC and Oregon, you know, in in the Pac 12. And so I think that that there's a little bit of um just I, I don't know. It, I find this that part of it interesting. Like there's this pie that they're trying to cut up and the Big 12 is going to be cutting it up 14 ways, right? And any new team that's coming in is not going to be getting the money from Texas and Oklahoma that they're giving to like give away, get out of there a little bit earlier or whatever, if that even happens. So the question becomes like, okay, if the media rights are about the same and this one's going to divide it up between 18, maybe 20 teams, and this one's going to divide it up between 12 teams. Why, why wouldn't you want the bigger piece of the pie? You know, I think honestly, if I, if I were, you know, and again, I know that the PAC commissioner is listening. I know that the AD of Oregon and Washington are listening, so, you're welcome. No consulting fees. You know, that's Andre's job, not mine. What they what the Pac-12 should do is they should try to recoup part of the 60 50 to 60% of the Southern California market that they lost when USC and UCLA left. Um, there's only one team that can allow them to recoup some of that. I mean, people have been talking about, you know, projections well, the only projection of the PAC 12 is with Southern California, as like having knowing what you get from Southern California. And you got to recoup some of that back to be able to make a projection based off of the past. San Diego State can bring in what, let's say it's 20% of that 60%. That's a huge amount of continuity. So your media partner knows what they're getting. And then they should be done. The PAC 12 should have 11 teams and they don't need, they don't need. UNOV, they don't need Boise State. They don't need to, to go after Houston or SMU or any of those kinds of things. They they need to get back Southern California by having the Aztecs, stay at 11 teams, play it out for three years until the new college football, whatever, and then go from there. Um, but I think anything other than that, I think they'll be cutting up the exact same pie with more teams. The, the the question when it comes to San Diego State that I wonder about, does the Big 12 need a presence in San Diego and Southern California like the Pac-12 does? And and, and for the life of me, I can't find a reason why they do. Why, why does the Big 12 need to come and try to take on UCLA and USC when they can go and make inroads in other places that they already have established? But the pac 12 not having a presence in Southern California when like the Rose bowl is like where they have hung their hat for all of these years, just to me, doesn't make any sense. And it's, it's um it makes the conference look far more weaker than they already do by not making a counter move to try to at least fight back and say, look, USC, UCLA. Okay. Look, it wasn't, you didn't make us, we made you and look, we're going to elevate San Diego State, and on the field, they're going to be able to play against you and play and beat you and do well. See, you should have stayed with us. I think that argument could be made down the road, but it will be interesting to see, nonetheless.
0: I mean, I, I think your proposal makes sense from a Pac-12 perspective. If none, of the, if the other ten teams don't want to leave and want to stay and are okay with another team, right? um i don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case i think the only thing that could save the pac 12 from keeping the 10 teams is the media rights media tv deal coming in where they want it or as high as they want it um reports say it's going to come in a lot lower and i think then that's going to make teams like oregon and washington you know look at the other door you know what's under door second door and so that's why I say there's so much still up in the air. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people's desires and proposals are contingent on one set of situation, one set of facts holding true. When there's so many different contingencies going on that we don't know about, and and some of it is being reported, some of it is being not being reported. And so that's that's why I I haven't necessarily spent my waking you know hours thinking about this because i sure. know there's so much going to change day by day on this that i don't know it's hard to i know that's not the answer everybody wants to hear uh but that's necess- that's really the situation everybody's in right now be that as it may i'm going to give you my reading on
2: the waking hours that i have spent paying attention to <laughs> I don't think that Washington or Oregon bring enough value to the big 10 to be able to, to be able to like demand or to be able to say like, you know, we're going to go. If the big 10 wanted to add those schools, they would do it today. Um, There's been talk that they're waiting for Notre Dame and all that kind of stuff, but it's the same thing. If, if, if Oregon and, and Washington bring in a ton of value, they would already be gone. Um, and I don't think there's any question that you know, just like the open secret among Mountain West schools is that yeah, we would want to play for a school that has a higher media rights. Like yeah, of course we do. You know, and it's and I think it's the same thing. But I think what's happening is is that by playing the hand that you know Oregon and Washington are like the big chips that maybe the Big Ten wants. I think that that the rest of the schools are saying but we're not going to give you a better deal. We have other options. The four schools, you know, um, Utah, although I still say Utah's AD denied the report that was out that anybody's talking with the big 10, big 12. But if they're not talking with the big 12, they're stupid. They have, of course, they're yeah. talking with the big 12. I mean, most of this stuff is just like, Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You think, um, you know? And so I, I would just, I read it as more as them saying, look, if if it does happen, because they don't know, because that's the difference between us and these presidents and ADs is they have to make decisions based on these false rumors. And so I think they're trying to say, look, if Oregon and Washington are swooped away, what's our next step? And then can we join the Big 12, which would be better than, you know, the Mountain West plus leftovers that that would be there I think there's a really good chance that the PAC 12 as is um, remains. Um, And I, I I think there's a really good shot. I think if Oregon and Washington aren't taken from the big 12 aren't taken from the big 10 um, the conversation that they have with the big 12 um, it's, it's the same argument that I was saying from the beginning. I don't know that the media rights become way higher. It's not like they're going to go and go from, you know, 30 million a year to 50 million a year. They're going to go from 30 million a year to 30 million a year, but it's divided by more teams. So it's actually going to be a little bit less. Plus you have to travel. Plus you have to do all this stuff. So I I think there's a really good shot, a really good chance that the PAC 12 will survive. The question becomes is, is how much do they want to fight? How much do they want to have the gumption to, to go out and, and do something bold? Like, have a partnership with the ACC where their champions play so that way they can get a berth into one of these bigger bowls and, and, you know, or whatever it is that they're going to be able to do. So there, there, there's a lot out there, but you know, we couldn't let another, we couldn't let a podcast go by without addressing it. So
0: there you go. There's
2: there's our two cents.
0: I I was going to say, typically when a guy comes out, and denies a rumor that a conversation happened. It typically is because the conversation happened and they didn't like what they hear, heard, or didn't go as well as they wanted it to. Uh, and that was my take on the Utah thing is okay. the meeting yeah. happened, yeah, and they didn't weren't told what they wanted to hear, yeah. in which case they came out and said, No, we're not talking to them. We love um, the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah. I that was my take on that Utah yeah. thing, is that's exactly yeah. how it happened. But I mean, that's my take. Could be, maybe not, but. We'll see. Oh, yeah.
2: That's funny. I, I was laughing because, you know, the, the probably the most amusing part is how everyone looks into every detail and how Utah was putting out things for um, July 4th. And like the, the logo for the Pac-12 was really small. And then the <laughs> next one that they sent didn't have it at all. And they were like, oh, oh, that must mean they're not happy. And it's like, I, I hope they're joking because there's nobody who's in their right mind going, and you know what we're going to do? We're going to leak it in our graphic. <laughs> we're going to put an Easter egg that shows that we're going to the big 12 in our 4th of July bracket. Go Utah, you know? Um, so I, I thought, I think those things are, are really, really funny. Um, but I, I think it, it's, you know, it's a, it's an interesting time that, that's, you know, it doesn't come around that often. And, um, you know, the landscape is absolutely changing and there's things down the road. Um, So it's a lot of fun. It should give us a lot of good things to write about, man.
0: Absolutely. That's going to do it for us. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, the interviews with uh, the two newest uh, Class of 23 commits and also our discussion about conference realignment. Thank you again for uh, tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys next time. You are listening to the SDSU Football Podcast presented by the East Village Times with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison.